0: Welcome to El Governor the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah and my guest today is Lisa K. Jennings. How are you doing, Lisa?
1: I'm well. How are you doing?
0: Second time recording the intro. Always a, always a great time when we have to record the intro twice. But technology, man, it is um, it is lovely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a beast. Thank you for having me.
0: So, the first question is the obvious one, but we got to get it out the way first. like how did you get started, and what made you want to get into acting?
1: um Well, I actually started out as a ballet dancer, and I was going to school for ballet for for dancing and um um and then uh that led to me uh taking an acting class that was for non actors It was all the dance majors and all the theater tech majors, etc., cetera. And um, I fell in love with it. And it was my favorite part of the whole day. It was the only thing I wanted to do. And um, ultimately, I ended up switching my major, and I became an actor. And um, that's how I got into acting. And then that led me to voiceover. Um, we did a crash course my senior year in voice acting, and my professor pulled me aside and said, hey, you have a knack for this. You should think about doing this and, um, like think about doing this seriously. So, um, that's, that was the beginning of my voiceover journey.
0: And, uh, what is it about voiceover that, uh, made you want to get into it?
1: Somebody said I was good at it. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's hard. I went to a really competitive acting school and we had really severe cuts. They would, they would just, cut you out of the department at the end of every quarter if you weren't up to the standard. And um, I was really used to getting torn down and telling, you know, you work on this. You need to improve on this. Oh, that's not good enough. And then finally, someone was like, hey, you know what? You're actually really good at this. Um, And uh, that was like, oh, well, maybe I'll get work doing this then. So that, that was a big green light for me. And I didn't know much about voiceover. Uh, But I started working with a coach um, who was really wonderful, and uh, he helped me make my demo. And then the more and more I got into voiceover, the more I fell in love with it, the more it became uh, just home for me. I mean, I grew up as a dancer, and home was a little – just being indoors in the studio all day. And that was like my safe space and voiceover is really similar here in a little room, um, all day inside in this little booth. And, um, I, I don't know. I just, it's where I thrive in little dark rooms.
0: <laughs> and, um, how did you get, um, involved in ladybug?
1: I was working on world of final fantasy and, um, I was, Doing a lot of sessions for that, and my director for that, Kirk Thornton, really took me under his wing, and he was introducing me to other directors, um, other just other studios. Um, he was really being a great mentor to me. And one day, uh, Ezra Wise just wandered into the studio. He's the director for Miraculous. I'd never met him before, and Kirk introduced me and. Right, And, you know, he he introduced me and said glowing things about me, which is really nice. And right away, Ezra was like, hey, um, do you want to come in? I have a project that you might be interested in working on. And I was like, sure, why not? I had no idea what it was. I didn't know that. I I didn't know if it was a game. I didn't know if it was a cartoon. I knew nothing. I was like, sure, I'll take work. So um, I went in and and, um, came in and he was like, this is the show we're working on. You're going to be this character. Um, and I, I just seriously, I had no concept of what I was getting into. I, I thought it was like I would come in one day and be this character one time and, and then that was it. You know, I just, I had no idea what I was in for. And, um, and anyways, I had a great time. Um, I said, what kind of voice do you want for Lila? He said, um, just you, just your voice pretty much. So I just did my voice, um, with like a little more of a youthful, you know, and a little evil you know glint to it and that's how i got started on miraculous
0: so you didn't know that she was going to be the one of the main recurring villains on that show it was just like hey we got this role maybe it's a one off maybe it's not you know just just do it and see what what happens
1: i had like no clue and i didn't i had no expectation of ever going back in and and doing that show again i had no idea and i didn't for a long time i mean i did the one episode of alpina and i don't think i went back in the studio for a very long time uh and i and i just kind of forgot about it (laughs) and then and then suddenly they're calling me back like oh yeah you're you're coming back and i was like i am oh that's cool um i just i had no clue i was out of out of the loop completely so it was it was all been a very fun surprise all just surprises everywhere
0: what is your favorite thing about playing lila
1: (laughs) I mean, it's so fun playing the bad guy, the bad girl in this case. Um, I love playing evil characters um, or darker characters. Um, It's just way, way, way more fun than, you know, just being like nice and pretty and sweet and good, you know. So I love that about her. I love that she's vindictive and manipulative. And um, I, I wouldn't like that in real life about someone. But playing it as an actor, I really enjoy that. Um, I don't know. She's just fun. She's a hoot.
0: And, um, is it weird listening to yourself on that show or are you just used to it?
1: Uh, I'm used to it. I (laughs) listen to myself all day long. Like most voice actors, you know, I'm editing my auditions and, uh, my voice is like playing in my, in my ears all day long. So I'm very used to it. It's not, it's not jarring to me at all. But it's fun for my friends and family, especially because Lila is so close to my real voice that they can really be like, oh, that's obviously you, you know, so that's fun for them.
0: And how was the dubbing process on that show? Like, is it, was it difficult or was it easy to pick up?
1: Gosh, it was so unique. I had done traditional ADR before with the beep, beep, beeps and, you know, beep, 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 go. And they have such a unique process with Ladybug. Um, they have their own technology at Dubbing Brothers. Um, I'm going to explain it completely wrong, but it's sort of like karaoke. And you you watch the screen with the action, and at the bottom, the words are gliding by, and there's a red bar, and that's when it gets to, the when the word is going through that bar, that's when you're saying it, and the font is, uh, it's in cursive, so sometimes it's a little difficult to read, but it gets bigger and smaller, whether they want you to talk very quiet or if you get really loud, you know, so it's really, um it's sort of, you use a different part of your brain when you're doing it <laughs> than you do when you're performing um, original material you know you're just following this guide and it was a learning curve they said hey there's a little learning curve to this technology um so don't freak out (laughs) because it's something you've never done before you'll you'll get it and um it was really intimidating at first i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh what is this but um it, it we did a few things and I think within like five or ten minutes I was like oh this is so cool this makes it so easy like they should all be like this so um yeah their their ADR process is super cool I highly recommend it
0: <laughs> so because I was wondering um because I was while I was watching the show it didn't like it felt weird I, like there was something off about it that I couldn't like put my finger on and I'm like are they doing it like the traditional dubbing way where they, you know, uh, three beeps and then, you know, mouth flaps, or was it something completely different? And apparently it was something completely different because everyone has that speed racer way of talking, like really, really
1: fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You keep up with that, that karaoke bar.
0: <laughs> and, and that was one of the reasons that I, it took me a while to really get into the show because it moves, Way too fast, and I'm just like, slow down,
1: please. Slow down. <laughs> it's awesome for someone like me who isn't naturally, I, I talk fast, and people are always like, my whole life, my whole childhood, like, please slow down. And, and so I, I get to just really go. You know, it's always fun to get to go. It, it's funny when the director actually says to me, like, can you go faster? It's like, yes, I would love to, please. So.
0: And, um, as, as, um, as the show went on and as, um, her, uh, as uh, Lila's role grew bigger, did you feel like it was more, it was, um, it was becoming more of a challenge to play her? Like, it's like, Oh man, now I'm, you know, now I got to really focus on, you know, bringing this character to life.
1: No, not really. I, I mean, I'd like to think I give my all on every performance, no matter, you know, what, how big or small the character is. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I haven't gotten to do very much with Lila. She comes in. She's been really sprinkled in here and there just, like, to remind you that she's there um, th- this last season especially. But, you know, they, they give her these great moments where you're like, oh, what's she going to do? You know, and those are really fun. But, um, you know, it's just uh, – I just do my best with, with her um, no matter what the circumstances are. Um, and, you know, it's like – rumored that she may take over as like a big villain um but yeah, you know, i don't know if that's going to happen or not but it would be so cool and uh you know i love giving her as much evil evilness as i can squeeze into a performance you know depending on the situation um so hopefully that would be so that's very exciting but i don't think it really affects the way i go in and perform it
0: and um do you have any favorite lila moments
1: Yes, I like it when she pushes Marinette against the wall and says, "You seem a little less dumb than the others." That is my favorite line. I don't know why. It just is.
0: <laughs> yeah, cause that that scene kind of kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm like, okay,
1: that's. Yeah. that's, that's <laughs> she's like you seem a little less dumb than the others and and like it's just so funny to me i don't know it's it's one of my favorites she has a lot of great lines like when she's like oh my wrist you know i mean (laughs) it's just like lila come on (laughs) strangle her sometimes but um but no i love it i love that line i like it when she's being a badass like when she's Volpina and she's up there and like you know th- those are my favorite moments is when she's being a real a real bee. so
0: <laughs> No uh it's interesting you mentioned Volpina cuz she doesn't um that that was a that was a, per- a persona that didn't last very long I was thinking and I think in only two episodes and um there was the other episode where she became the chameleon and that was I think Probably the biggest highlight. That was the episode where she became like the main villain of the day. And I thought that was really interesting seeing her, you know, go around and pretty much embrace being like the villain of the day. It's like, yeah, I want to be evil. Like, you don't understand. (laughs) I want this.
1: (laughs) She does. (laughs) Yeah, this chameleon is a good episode, too. Yes. Um, No, Lila does want to be evil. She does not. She does not have any kind of struggle, I don't think, with the, hmm, (laughs) should I be good today? She definitely leans into being as evil as possible, which makes her so much fun.
0: I think my favorite moment in the entire series, you know, my my favorite Lila moment is in the Omi-Chan episode where, you know, Omi-Chan is like, you know, I'm going to hunt you down until, you know, I eventually kill you. And and, uh, she lies to her and says, like... The only thing that you know will get me to leave um adrian alone is if you kill marinette or ladybug and she believes her and i think that 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 scene pretty much sums up her entire character where she where she, where she will throw anybody under the bus to save her own skin
1: yeah pretty much <laughs> that's a very good uh that's a very good uh, point.
0: <laughs> and um when you went to when, when you um went into the show. Did you expect that the fan base was going to be as big as it was, or was it just like, yeah, whatever?
1: I had no idea. I mean, honestly, I had no idea. Like, none whatsoever. So it's all been just such a surprise. Um, You know, I didn't know if the show I was working on that first day was something that anyone was going to (laughs) see. I, You know, I didn't know how big of a show it was going to be. I didn't know... um, I just didn't even really think about it. I gave no thought to it whatsoever. And, uh, you know, like maybe this will see the light of day. Maybe it won't, maybe it'll have a niche audience. Maybe it just didn't even occur to me. So, um, it was really the first thing. I think it was the first thing that I had done that really had like such a big fan base. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, world of final fantasy has its own sort of fan base, but nothing like where people were really interested in me. Um, because i was in this show that was the first time that people were like oh my gosh who's lila i want to know who she is um that was that was a first for me so no i had no idea
0: because i would see like a lot of people talking about the show on social media and i'm like i don't get why this is so big (laughs) like can you explain this to me because i because at that point i had only like watched one episode and i'm like okay this is a thing i don't know why people are hyped up about it but okay and then I just, not, didn't, I just didn't really think about it until recently where I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll give this show another chance. And I, when, you know, doing research for this episode, I watched all the Lila-centric episodes. And I'm kind of like, okay, I get why people like this now. I mean, it's, it's – because it feels like one of those shows from the 80s where it's very toyetic, where it, I feel like every episode is trying to advertise me toys that don't exist. <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, you have all these characters, and it's like, there's a new character in every episode, and it's like, but do they have a toy? <laughs> no. <laughs> then why? Are you, like, why are you doing this? Like, it's it's so cruel. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, we we have this like very toy centric franchise, but like there aren't <laughs> there aren't any toys of the characters you want. It's just like the main characters, and I'm kind of like. Okay, you know, it'd be nice if we had a Hawk Moth or a Lila or any of the other bad guys. That'd be nice. <laughs> yes,
1: more toys. <laughs> yes, I agree. I yes. Or the you know, more the Kwamis. They're so cute. Um but yeah, this show is definitely uh, I mean if if you just watch like one episode, you might have that exact reaction, like, why is this so popular? But like as soon as you start yeah, like just like your experience, you watch a few episodes, and you're like, okay, I get it. There's definitely a draw here. I mean, there's also like, it's just impossible not to like love Marinette, um, and, and her crush on Adrian and getting involved with that whole thing and her keeping the secret. It's just fun. It's just so fun. It's pure and it's sweet and um, I don't know. It, it definitely is a good. Sh- I mean, it's a great show and I get why the fans are crazy about it and theorizing all the time about what could happen and you know it's a lot of fun
0: and I also was surprised how much of a downer season four ended on him like okay <laughs> like that was kind of <laughs> that was kind of a weird ending but okay
1: <laughs> yeah it was dark uh it was sad and um yeah, I really liked it, though. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I met a little girl, you know, this little girl. I uh, found out I was on the show, and she was like, oh my gosh, you're on the show? And then she immediately goes, oh, season four really left us on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, this little girl. You know, it's so cute. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of did. It, a sad cliff, a little, you know, a little sad moment. I don't know. It's exciting to me. Uh, you excited. know,
0: you know what's funny about that episode is that when I had um, Keith Silverstein on a year ago, he had talked about one of the things that all people always come up to him and uh, like he's always shocked at how popular Hawkmoth is as a character, and like <laughs> so, and a lot of times people would come up to him on social media and whatever and be like, "Hey, man, I kind of wish Hawkmoth would win one time." Yeah, that's kind of weird foreshadowing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> But I guess, it, you know, that keeps things interesting. It's about time, you know? I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's like... <laughs> so funny. I, I hope he doesn't get a lot of hate.
0: <laughs> no, people love that character. Like, every time I see him doing, like, virtual signings, he like he always has, like, like a bunch of hawk moth prints. And I'm like, <laughs> and that was another thing that made me wonder, like, oh, what is it about this, this specific show that people are, like, gravitating towards it? Because it's like, I don't. Like I don't get it. I'm like, am I getting old? Is this? <laughs> you <know>?
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. I don't think I'm in the demographic for the show. But I, I mean, I've I've been watching all the episodes, even the ones I'm not in, to know what's going on. And and it is. It's 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 exciting. It's a good. I get it. Like as I watch it, I'm like, oh, I really get this. It's, it's, it's a great show. And a lot of people tell me that like people my age uh say they like it because it's a good show to watch with their kids it's, it's 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 you know it's it's not a it's not a bad show to watch with your family you know you can watch this with your kids and um feel good about that you know and uh, I like that I like hearing that um and lots of younger kids watch it that uh, even kids as young as like three and four, and I'm like, really? Um, <laughs> I showed my son an episode, and he's four, and he he got scared <laughs> of all the bad guys and the things happening. He's like, uh, uh-uh. uh so um, it's it is interesting though. There's quite a quite a fan base from very young to, to older. So, you
0: no, know, it's funny Some... because um, you mentioned you know your son watching it. As I remember, my nephew watching um, the. 2017 Spider-Man movie when we, uh, not Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man TV series that, you know, animated series that, that came out back then when we were, you know, a year, you know, two years ago when we were quarantining and I have never seen him more excited, like watching something where he was just like screaming and like, Oh, the bad guys, the good guys, (laughs) Spider-Man. It's like, it was so adorable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah, kids are different. Some of them are really into the good guy versus bad guy. And, you know, then there's my son who's like, oh, I don't want any friction or drama. Just show me Cocomelon where everyone's happy and singing. <laughs> you know,
0: so. I mean, you can you can finally tell uh, Keith Silverstein, hey, you you, you scared my son. <laughs> so there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if he ever uh, meets him and he does the voice, that might, might – uh, might be traumatic for my child, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that that's another thing that I find really interesting because you know kids aren't like you and I where we know it's someone doing the voice like if you see a kid like seeing kid- seeing voice actors do the voice for kids and them trying to process it is just like a weird <laughs> it's a it's yeah. such a weird thing it's like what
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that they sometimes, you know, they're like, my biggest fear is if I do a voice for a kid in like person, they're going to be like, no, you're not that person. Like you don't, that, you're not the real, <laughs> you don't sound right. You know, because I think you're right. It's hard for them to process that, that, you know, where the, these voices come from or that the voice actor could look totally different from the character or, um, no. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I think even adults like because um, when I, I remember when I had um, April Winchell on, she told this like really heartwarming story about you know her and her husband driving you know around one day and seeing like a birthday party and and the birthday party was like Clarabelle Cow themed, and she's like I you know, I got to stop here and she you know she went in, she went to the you know, she went in you know talked to the mother and she said like look you know I can tell your kid is a huge uh, Cl- a Clarabelle Cow fan. I do the voice of Clarabelle and, you know, do you want me to, you know, call you and, in, in, you know, in character and you can give it to the kid. And I thought that was really heartwarming.
1: Oh, that's, I love, I love stories like that.
0: Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, even adults, cause like, you know, you show up and it's like, um, honey, there's a squared lady showing up saying that she's the voice of Clarabelle cow. I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny,
0: because <laughs> I think even in general, because like wh- when you tell someone, "Oh, I play this character or I do the voice of this character," they're like, "What do you mean by that?" And it's like, <laughs> "I do the voice of this character, <laughs> but what do you mean by that
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, voiceover can be a mystery for a lot of people
0: <laughs> and um did you, have you ever gotten the chance to meet any of your ladybug uh castmates?
1: Oh, let's see. Well, we did a panel not too long ago. Uh, It was virtual. So I met some of them here on Zoom. And um, of course, I know Ezra, the director, because he directs me. And I mean, he plays some parts. Um, I don't think I've met anyone in person that's on the show, though. I don't think so. No, not even like (laughs) yeah I don't think so so it's so weird and a lot of people don't know that about voiceover that you might not ever meet your castmates um obviously on some shows you do you go in and you do the ensemble records but like shows like ladybug yeah I've never met anyone
0: um the only um cast member I've met in person is Bryce and um that was at a con so yeah that's it really (laughs) everyone else I've met through virtual online and that's it like yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I've, That's the normal nowadays.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think we're at that point where um, meeting someone online is basically meeting them because like, you know, you pretty much talk to them and you're like, yeah, I pretty much get what you're all about. <laughs> you know, And I kind of, you know, I kind of don't need more of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you get a good feeling. I mean, if you're on, especially if you're on Zoom with somebody long enough or, often enough you you get you get a really good feeling of people.
0: And um yeah, I remember meeting uh Christina V at a at a con, at a virtual con um last year and she's she's very quiet, very well reserved, like nothing at all like her you. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, you are you are a phenomenal actress because every time I see her at a panel or something, she's very quiet, very <laughs> very, you know, <laughs> very okay. shy." And I'm just like, "Oh,
1: yeah you wouldn't really get that (laughs) that's that is a surprise
0: um and another show you were on recently is big nate and i kind of wonder like how did um how did that come about
1: well that came about in a more traditional way um just getting auditions from my agent um i auditioned for uh the show i auditioned for a couple characters and then They uh, they booked me. They booked me without a callback, which is awesome Um, (laughs) because callbacks are so nerve wracking. But, um, yeah, I just that's how I got it. There's not really a fun story there. It's just um, just got it the traditional way. So
0: and did you did they specifically want you for the role of Gina or, or did you audition for it?
1: I auditioned for the role of Gina. I had actually auditioned for the role of Ellen first, um, and then maybe a week later, Gina came in, and I auditioned for Gina. And then maybe maybe 2 weeks had gone by and I had gotten the audition for Jenny and I went upstairs to get my booth set up to do the recording for Jenny and I checked my email and it was like you've been offered the part of Gina and I was like whoa like you know I was just about to audition for the same show um just a different character and I had gotten offered the part so that was really cool um and uh yeah that was exciting it, it was one of the biggest things i've ever booked so it's very exciting and um it was so it, it was unique in so many ways because um i didn't have to have a callback, which was awesome and uh i got booked on the show and we were in the middle of a global pandemic <laughs> and it, you know it was going to be the first time i did a recording on for a show from home um and and that was all very uh nerve-wracking and intimidating at the beginning, you know, and um, we had a wonderful engineer and he helped us through all that. But um, yeah, we've recorded the entire, we've recorded everything for Big Nate uh, season one and uh, part of season two from home. And, you know, uh, most of the cast had never met until about a week ago. We did a reading at a school and we finally met, (laughs) you know, like we were all in the same room at the same time. And it was so crazy because it's been since June of 2020 that we've been working together. But uh, talking about Zoom and how you get to know people, I, it was like I knew these people, you know, we're like family now at this point. We we know each other. We've spent so much time together. Um, you know, uh, we just hadn't actually physically seen one another in the same room um, until until recently. So that was really special.
0: Yeah, that, that must have been pretty cool. So, And when you say going to a school, what, what do you mean by that?
1: We went to an elementary school uh, out here. One of the castmates had organized it, and we read an episode um of big Nate to um about two i don't know how many there were, but like three different classes of fourth graders and um two of the kids got to come up and and read parts with us um and perform and we had some ensemble lines where the whole you know the whole audience the kids got to have like reaction noises um so it was really fun. It was a really cool, um, just a really cool day <laughs> of getting to hang out with um, the cast and meet some fans um, and potential fans of the show and um, just have these kids get to learn about the behind the scenes of, of how cartoons are made. So it was, it was a really special day.
0: Yeah, that must have been really fun. <laughs> and, you know, where the kids worded out by it and seeing like all these adults do the voices. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, they weren't. Um, they just were just so wonderful. They really were into it. Um, their teachers had been prepping them. They'd been, like, working on comic strips uh, because Big Nate started as a comic strip. And, and they'd been making their own comic strips. They, they'd they been talking about the, the book series. So they were really, like, well-prepped for this. And they had talked about how... The, the voiceover process works to an extent to the kids beforehand, so they were prepared <laughs> for this, and um, it was really cool. Afterwards, they were like taking off their sneakers <laughs> and being like, "Sign our shoes!" It, it was because you know they 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 weren't prepared. They didn't have like an autograph book. They were just like sign something. It was fun. It was cute. I signed like thirty sneakers.
0: <laughs> thirty sneakers. Oh my goodness! How, how is was your not arm happened. not tired? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, mostly, my hands just kind of smelled bad afterwards from handling so many like gym shoes. You know, like okay, <laughs> but it was it was so fun, and they were so they had such excitement, and it's so cool to to get to interact with kids, especially um, that are fans of a show. Um, it, it's just it's really special. So,
0: have you watched that show at all? Big Nate. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Yes. I love, I love it. It's, um, it's so good. I think it's, it's for all audiences. There's a lot of edgy humor. So adults can get, you know, it's, it's funny to adults, um, but it's, it's great for kids and the animation is spectacular and the writers are so talented. Um, when I get the scripts, uh, I always read the script beforehand when I'm prepping, and I'll i be literally laughing out loud. like, And it's its so funny. So it's such a great show. So if you haven't watched it, it's on Paramount+.
0: And uh, when can we expect Season 2 to come out?
1: Oh, I have no idea. Um, we still have more of Season 1 to come out. We've only released the first eight episodes of Season 1 on Paramount+. Um, and we did 26 episodes in Season 1. So there's more to come. Uh, I'm not sure what their plan is of when they're going to, they don't tell us anything. So, you know, we're not in the loop, but, uh, when things come out, things will be coming out, um, probably periodically every few months, um, on Paramount Plus, And eventually the show is going to be airing on Nickelodeon. Um, so if you don't have Paramount Plus, you can watch it on Nickelodeon eventually. Um, and we're just you know, doing, we're, we're in the middle of season two right now and it takes quite a while with the animation. So I would expect it's going to be a while before season two is out.
0: All right. Awesome. And before we wrap this up, where can people find you online and what are you currently working on?
1: Uh, well, I'm on Instagram. Um, it's like Lisa.k.jennings on Instagram and, uh, I'm, I'm working on big night. And I'm working on Ladybug and other things that I just can't talk about yet.
0: All right, awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time off to do this. And if you ever want to come back, you know where to find me. All
1: right, well, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun.
0: Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Take care.